0: Welcome back to the Rational Boomer Podcast. So much to talk about, you know. When I first thought about doing this podcast, I thought, you know, 20, 30 minutes, twice a week, that'll be fun. But there's so much stuff happening, and it changes so often. I tend to be a talker. I'm hard-pressed to shut up, so when I see things, I feel compelled to talk. And then, because it's a podcast and not a radio show, I can sit down, record what I'm thinking, and put it out there. So at worst case, you're going to see two podcasts a week. But more than likely, it's going to be more than that. Maybe more than you'd like to hear. But uh, you always have the choice of listening or not listening. I do ask you to subscribe so you get notification when the new podcast comes up. So you can make an informed choice, you know. But uh, tell your friends, too. Again, we want to gather as many people of a like mind as we can. So that we can get a little power behind us. We Baby boomers and Gen Xers, 70 million people, all the money, smarter than anybody, right? Right? We should have some input of what's going on in this country because it's going to shit. (laughs) Excuse me for saying so. Thanks to Donald Trump and a crazed Republican Party. Anyway, there's a lot of stuff to talk about. We'll get to that stuff later. But I want to talk about some actual good news. And that is that the jobless rate came in. And it has dropped to 498,000. Now, that's down 90,000 from last week. So we're headed in the right direction. Even more importantly, this is the lowest level we've seen since uh, March pre-COVID. Not this last March, the March before, just before COVID hit and everything got shut down. So things are looking good on the job front for folks. And uh, it's nice to know that people can go out there if they're looking for a job that they are likely to get one. They're probably more likely to get one than ever before because you see, at this point, with all this big change and the shutdown of COVID and people being out of work and unemployment and all that stuff, now businesses are finding it hard to find help I heard this story and forgive me for not knowing the specifics, but there was this uh, job fair and apparently nine casinos came together and put on this job fair because they had about 10,000 jobs to fill. Sounds good. Sounds like some opportunity. Sounds like that will work. Unfortunately, when they had this job fair, only 20 people looking for jobs showed up. So they shut down early, got the hell out of there. So what the hell is going on? Now, the Republicans will tell you, well, people are making too much money on unemployment. They're too lazy to go to work. Yeah, nice way to look at your constituents, pal. I don't think that's always the case. Now, are some people just milking the system and not doing anything because they don't want to work? Yeah, there are probably some of those people. But I got to tell you, after you sat in your house for a year doing nothing, you would probably shovel fucking coal because so, you're so goddamn bored. I know a lot of people like that. People have been able to do nothing. And yes, the money's been okay from unemployment and maybe more in some cases than they earned. but you got to get out and do something. My wife, for example, she spent 30 years teaching. She had enough. It was tough. She just wanted to get away from it. So she was out. We enjoyed things. Uh, together and separately, but she got bored, so now she's substitute teaching. Go figure. But I think, innately, people like to have something to do. They like to have pride in their job. It's not just about being lazy. And for Republicans to suggest that everybody is doing that is absolute bullshit and part and parcel to the perception of the Republicans of we peons that are paying their salaries. Now, one of the most or the hardest hit businesses, I think, with this COVID tragedy is the restaurant business. I mean, they had to shut them down for a year. What people did there in terms of cooking or waiting tables or managing or whatever, their jobs were done. They were just closed. There was nothing they could do. So they were going stir-crazy because this is what they love to do, and now they can't. Throw on top top of it that they can't earn money, and it's a problem. Yes, they got the unemployment, but still, they're sitting in their homes, locked down like the rest of us. So now the restaurant business got some good news from Joe Biden. Joe Biden just launched the restaurant revitalization plan. This means, um, as part of the COVID relief plan, you know, the one the Republicans didn't like and didn't vote for, they're infusing $28.6 billion into the restaurant industry. That's up to $10 million per restaurant. It depends on the size and the money and all that kind of thing. But some restaurants can get up to $10 million. Now, this isn't enough to make them whole. But it's a hell of a lot and a good start to getting back to whole. Now, um, as I said, the Republicans didn't like this COVID relief bill. This restaurant revitalization plan, I think, is important, mainly because my wife and I go to a lot of restaurants. And it's not because we're rich or fancy or anything like that. It's because we're old. And that is essentially our social life. Where do you want to go to dinner tonight? We don't have any kids. We really don't want to cook. Let's just go out. You know, sometimes I told my wife, I said, we go to so many restaurants. And a lot of times in different parts of the country that we should just do a podcast or blog about different restaurants all over the place. We know a lot of them, certainly around here, but in even different parts of the country. I think I'll focus on this podcast first before I think about starting another one. So I'm glad that revitalization plan is in place for the restaurants. Restaurants do like it. Now, the unfortunate thing... um, there are like 200,000 restaurants that are gone and gone forever. They aren't going to benefit from this. This COVID killed them. And that's the unfortunate thing. And while the Republicans didn't vote for this COVID relief bill, which in turn had this restaurant revitalization plan, they sure are running around their constituents touting it and how great it is. Well, you constituents ought to take a look at it. Had the Republicans had that way their way, you wouldn't have gotten that revitalization plan. You wouldn't have gotten it. You know who would have got that $28.6 billion? The rich people, like they always fucking get it. So think about that next time you vote. Think about what these Republicans do for you. Now, again, we, we hear these people talk about oh, unemployment's too high, they don't want to work. And that's the reason why restaurants are having such a tough time hiring people. They are having a hell of a time hiring people. And uh, people want to blame it on unemployment, and I don't think that is the case. Again, in some small cases, that might be part of the problem, but I think largely I like to think largely people are good people, have integrity, have pride in themselves, which means they want to work and earn money for their families and their lifestyles. But not the Republicans. You're all lazy fucks, according to the (laughs) Republicans. But anyway, here's one of the problems why people aren't going back to the restaurant business. Because when they couldn't work in their chosen field, they had to look at other options. And those options may be warehouse or some other situation that stayed open during COVID. Except now they're getting paid $15, $20 an hour. Now keep in mind, you work in a restaurant, you might make 2 to $3 an hour wage. And then you're supposed to make it up with your tips. Now I never understood that. That makes no goddamn sense. I usually tip pretty good when I go out to restaurants because I understand the plight of these people and the fact that they're not getting paid shit by the employer who hired them who is using their services to run their business. They say, well, you know, you, you have the right to work here. I'll give you two bucks an hour, but you'll make 20 bucks an hour with tips. Now, for me, tips always seem to be something I paid for people going above and beyond. So if they're going above and beyond their job, shouldn't that money be over and above a decent wage? That's how I always looked at it. But that's not how restaurant tours looked at it. They say, pay them a little bit and give them the luxury of working for us. And that always seemed like bullshit. If you have to pay your people two bucks an hour to run your business, you clearly don't know how to run a fucking business. That's just my point of view. So now the problem is, for restaurants, they're having a problem getting people to get hired to work in their business now. And I think it's because a lot of these people went off to other businesses that they never thought about and... uh, and uh, find that they could make a lot more money, that the business isn't so bad. So if I'm making 20 bucks an hour guaranteed, why would I go back to make 2 bucks an hour and hope against hope that I get good tips that day? They're not going to do that. So what this does, in a sense, it somehow organically forces the restaurants to pay people more. And not just restaurants, everybody in the country If you have a business and you're having trouble hiring people, maybe you need to raise the wages. Pay people what they deserve, and then you can entice people to actually work for you. See, this is the wonderful thing about the market and the way the market is now. When jobs are tight, these people on the hiring end, can do and say whatever they want. You're lucky to have a goddamn job. I'm going to pay you five bucks an hour, and you're going to like it. Well, now the tide has turned. There's plenty of jobs. People can't run their business without hiring people. And now the people looking for jobs can be a little more selective, be a little more demanding. So while the Republicans don't want to give a $15 an hour minimum wage, Maybe these people will be forced to raise the wage just by way of the market. And I would think the Republicans would be happy about that because that's free market. They're all about that. So this is free market. You have a restaurant. You can't hire anybody. So you got to do something to entice them to work for you. And paying them $2 an hour and hope against hope against tips is not the way to do it. I love restaurants. I go to them all the time. I will continue to go to them all the time. But I always feel bad for the waiters and waitresses, the people who treat them like shit. I don't do that. Now, if you're a shitty waitress, I'm not going to tip you much. I'm always going to tip you, but I'm not going to tip you much. If you're a good waitress or waiter, wait person, I'm going to pay you 25, 30%. That seems like a lot, but hell. I got what I wanted. I'm happy. I got treated well, and they should be rewarded for that. The other thing is don't put tips on your credit card slip. Give them cash. Because you put it on the credit card slip, everything is changed. Put it in cash. Give it to them in cash. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens with the restaurant situation. A lot of them are still at 50%. So they may not need as much staff, but they're going to open up to 100%. People are going to start pouring in the places, and they're going to need help. If they can't get help, they're going to have to do something. The only option is to pay better, give benefits, treat them better. And I hope that's what they do. So let's talk about uh, some dipshits now. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis signed a voter suppression bill yesterday. And uh, he did it in an interesting way. Now, there's been a lot of heat about this voter suppression bills all over the country. There are states everywhere trying to make it harder for people to vote. Ron DeSantis is one of them in this situation. He signed this voter suppression bill, but he did it live on Fox TV and refused entry to any other media outlet. When asked about it, he said, Christ, it was on national television. Yeah, it was on Fox, for Christ's sake. And nobody with half a mind watches that shit. And besides, why can't other media come into you sign, signing a bill? I mean, that borders on, that borders on uh, First Amendment, taking away First Amendment rights. I mean, that's exactly what it is. And if you think you're not going to have a problem by doing that, oh, you're mistaken. Now, Texas is voting today on some other voter suppression bills. And the fact is, Texas has one of the most stringent uh, voting laws in the country already. They're doing it for to show support of Donald Trump or the Republicans or whatever. But this is also bullshit. And just the other day, 720 companies came out against this concept companies that are located in texas that don't like this idea but the republicans are saying we don't care yeah you will care when those people leave the the, leave the state or when they stop giving you money to get elected but they're so bullheaded and they double down and they triple down and they're still pushing hard to do it now um this this situation is going on all over the country. We've got all kinds of problems with people trying to limit who can vote. Now, I will tell you this. There are two things that can make you feel more comfortable. Because I know there's a lot of people out there saying, what are we going to do? How can we stop them? How can we do this? First and foremost, these people, these Republicans, are so headstrong about limiting Voting. They're not thinking about it. But they're also limiting their own voters. See, a lot of the mail-in ballots were used by Republicans for years and years and years. More Republicans use that than Democrats. It's just when this COVID thing hit that the Democrats started using it. So you can You can restrict that if you like, but if there's no COVID involved, chances are the Democrats are going to go back to walking in the door and voting. But the Republicans, apparently, are still doing the mail-in ballots. So they're shooting themselves in the foot, which isn't surprising with Republicans. They seem to have done that all the time for the last five years. Now, as far as stopping them, I know people are really worried about this. Oh, well, Texas is going to do this, and Florida is going to do that. And uh, then they're just going to steal election after election. Well, don't get so excited about it. Because, you see, there are plenty of lawsuits. The DOJ is putting together lawsuits for these multiple states for these laws that uh, seem to be Contrary to what the Constitution tells us. In fact, for Florida, for this current bill that Ron DeSantis signed, there is 10 lawsuits about it. Now, that will take it to court. And obviously, it will come down to constitutionality. And when it does, it's going to lose. They're putting up this big front thinking they can shove it down their throat, and that's what bullies do. But when you step up, push them back, Then they start to cower, and then they start to run. So if you're concerned about all these states changing these things without any kind of retribution, don't, because there's plenty of lawsuits. And then there's, of course, the uh, federal bill, the voting reform bill that they're looking to put out there. And if that passes, and I think it will ultimately, that's going to shut down all of this shit. So while they're making a lot of noise right now, don't be too worried about it yet. Yes, it could be a problem, but these way, these things have ways of working themselves out. You can't just go against the Constitution and get away with it. It's going to hurt you at the uh, election polls. It's going to hurt you with money, with companies boycotting you or not giving you money for your, your candidates or even moving out of the state. So, this can't go on very long. There's too many people pushing back, and they have the Constitution against them. So, don't get too excited about it yet. It's a lot of noise right now, and it's being done, but I wouldn't suggest that it's going to stick. The funny thing about it is, like I say, some of the things they're doing are going to hurt themselves, but they don't care because they're so butthurt that they lost the 2020 election, they lost the Senate that uh, they're just flailing. They're not thinking. They're not being logical. They're being emotional. And anytime you make a decision being emotional, you're in trouble. It doesn't work. You make mistakes. And so they can try to do this, but they're just going to hurt themselves in any number of ways. So if you're worried about this, you should be worried about it. But don't Don't be uh, a defeatist about it. It's not over. It's not anywhere near over. So just relax. Do your due diligence. If you live in these states, protest, argue, make calls, send letters, do whatever you got to do. But make it well known that you don't buy into this and you don't think it's right for your state. Yet another dipshit. Let's talk about Tucker Carlson for a moment now, Tucker Carlson is a trust fund baby. I think he's an heir to the Swanson Foods industry. You know those old TV uh, TV dinners? I remember in the 60s. They were shitty then, they're shitty now. And apparently he's an heir to that. So he's got all kinds of money. He's not like one of us. He's not like the redneck Republican sitting down in Georgia worrying about election fraud and being racist and all that stuff. Tucker Carlson, oddly enough, is a racist and 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 he's a liar. Tucker Carlson said on Fox News that 30 people a day are dying from the COVID vaccine. Now that is utter and absolute bullshit. That's not true, not even close to true. And the reason why Tucker Carlson feels like he can say whatever he wants, whenever he wants, is because he's never been punished for it. You remember, remember there was a court case, a lawsuit, about something Tucker Carlson said while on the air. And his only defense was, oh, nobody's going to believe that. I'm not a real newsman, and this isn't a news organization. And of course, he's right about that. And the judge let him off of that lawsuit. So now he feels emboldened that he can do whatever the fuck he wants, whenever the fuck he wants to. And that is troublesome. There are a lot of people out there that think he's their favorite newsman. He is not. A lot of people out there think uh, Fox News is their favorite news source. It's registered as an entertainment network, not a news network. So they don't have all the constraints that news networks have. So they can just spew bullshit all day long. And they do. And unfortunately, there's a large faction of stupid people that believe it, that buy it, that that support it, that fight for it. And uh, this can't help but give some kind of backlash, ultimately. I think when the Republicans like Bill Barr, Giuliani, Trump... All these people, the insurrectionists, when all these people get exposed and things go south, Tucker Carlson and some of these other Republicans are going to take a hard hit on their credibility. I mean, those of us that are smart and intelligent and compassionate, we know he's an idiot. But there's enough people that don't know he's an idiot, and they just uh, go along to get along. It'll be interesting to see what happens. But if you hear that 30 people a day are dying of the vaccine. This is not true. This cannot be documented. There is no proof of that. That is not the case. And if there's some Republican out there that wants to argue with me about it, I'd be glad. But my experience with Republicans in debate, they talk a big game, but when it comes to sitting down face-to-face and talking about facts, oh, they demur from that. They don't have the courage for it. They probably think to themselves, well, I'm not smart enough to do that. And they're right. They probably never think, well, there are no facts that support what I say, because it doesn't matter. Facts don't matter to these idiots. Yet another goofball, Rudy Giuliani. We know his apartment and his business were raided by federal investigators. We know he's in all kinds of shit. Everybody who knows anything about the law, Former prosecutors, former federal investigators say they already have enough to indict Rudy. They're just trying to get more, not only on him, but everybody he's connected to. When they get his phone, they'll find the text messages to everybody, including Steve Bannon, William Barr, Donald Trump, Trump Jr. And that is going to open this case wide open. It's going to open a Pandora's box. They aren't going to find anything they don't already know but they are going to find proof of it which is the death knell for anybody trying to scam this country and trying to fool the federal government but anyway Giuliani <laughs> this is almost funny Giuliani we know is in trouble and we know he's not making money anymore cuz he can't he can't get money out of the ukraine he can't he can't get money out of uh the government anymore because Trump's no longer president. So what does he do? He goes off and he hits up the Trump organization to help with legal fees. And I'm sure Giuliani's saying, look, if you don't help me with legal fees, I'm going to spill the beans. Well, the fact is the beans have probably already been spilled, but he needs the money and he will try anything because Rudy Giuliani will do absolutely anything for power and for money. Now he's going to the Trump organization for money. How do you think that's going to go? Hell, they wouldn't even pay him for his services. They're going to give him free money to help him? Are they going to accept being uh, coerced into giving the money so he'll keep quiet? Well, he hasn't kept quiet. Everything about him is exposed. There's no way Donald Trump and his organization is going to give him any money which puts Rudy Giuliani in even more serious trouble. We've been talking about Liz Cheney and how she's being crucified by the House Republicans. And for what for? Well, simply because she refused to lie. She stood by the truth. She stood by what is right. And that makes sense. For as much as you may like or not like Republicans, they've always been known as kind of staunch, kind of conservative, kind of serious people. And that's really what Liz Cheney is. She comes from Dick Cheney, who was not only those things, but a crazy motherfucker. I mean, he was a warmonger. He was a dangerous guy. Probably the most powerful vice president we ever had. In fact, they called him co-president. But he's a mean son of a bitch. And some of that had to... Excuse the reference, trickle down to Liz. Or maybe Dick still has the capacity to pull some strings. Now, she might get stripped of all her power and leadership, but that doesn't come without a price. She gains too much money for the Republicans, she has a lot of supporters. But instead of going the normal way of the Republicans, the Republicans decide to go the novelty freak show way of being QAnon conspiracy theorists. And that won't work well for them in the long run. And I have a feeling that people like Liz Cheney, maybe even Mitt Romney or Kinzinger, the people that are normal Republicans in, in, in the House and the Senate, will have something to say about this when it all shakes out. And it may not go well. It may split the party, which will make the Republican Party way weaker, or it may cause an overthrow one way or another. Who knows? At this point, the uh, crazies have the power, and at this point, they're going to have to ride out these lies that they've made, and hopefully it'll work out well for them. Unfortunately, the followers of these kinds of people are diminishing, they're getting smaller. And as more of these things come out about these crimes and uh, even this Mueller report, when they show proof that William Barr lied about it all and misled the country and misled the government about Donald Trump's crimes, they're going to lose more voters. And all of a sudden, these people who are crazy, what little power they have now will probably be gone. And then they're going to be in trouble. I'm sure Liz Cheney and, and some of these others are hoping that happens so that they can bring back together the Republican Party as we once knew it. Unfortunately, it's not going to be very strong when they do that. It's going to take time to rebuild because nobody that is a Republican is going to ch- trust anybody. you got the crazies who think the normal people are crazy and the normal people who think the crazy people are fucking crazy. So you've got a deep split, a chasm in the Republican Party. And it's going to be a problem for the next several elections. By the way, here's something you may, may not have known. As much as they hate Liz Cheney right now, as much as they want to muzzle her and diminish her, did you know that she voted with Trump's bills 92% of the time? See, that's the thing. A lot of people are feeling sorry for Liz Cheney. I don't feel sorry for Liz Cheney. I mean, if she gets kicked out, I don't really give a shit. It's wrong because they're choosing lies over truth. But let's face it with Liz Cheney. She is a Republican. She voted for everything Donald Trump put up there, and we know how much bullshit Donald Trump put. Since January 6th, she's been pretty quiet. And as far as I'm concerned, if you're an insurrectionist, you're guilty, and you should be charged. But if you were quiet about these insurrectionists, you're just as guilty. So don't feel sorry for Liz Cheney. She's only a little better than the crazies. She at least has some sense and some logic and some concern for what's right. But she still hung with these people. She still supported these people. And that makes her problematic, too. Again, it's just a matter of the destruction of the Republican Party. Well, we know Mike Lundell started his own uh, social media network. (laughs) Yeah. Well, if you looked at the site, it was basically a white screen with a video in the middle of him talking bullshit with whoever he was talking bullshit. I mean, he got crazy. Lights went out. He got a fake call from the president. It was a shit show. It was a horrible Horrible thing. I don't. Is it even still up? I don't know. Who cares? Nobody watches it. But then Donald Trump, of course, got kicked off all of social media. Facebook told him, screw you, you're not coming back on. So he said he was going to start his own social media platform. <laughs> Somebody's got to explain to him what a social media platform is, to both him and Lundell, because I don't think they have a clue. It involves some interaction with other people, whether they like you or don't like you. Michael Lindell's didn't have that opportunity. It was his, just him spewing lies and rhetoric. Now, Donald Trump, he's a wild man. Oh, yeah, he's powerful. He's rich. He stole $400 million from his own, own cult members. So you'd think he would come up with something solid as far as a sh- social media platform. Maybe a radio show. Maybe a TV show. You'd think. I mean, he's got all the time in the world. He isn't doing jack shit. He's doing less than when he was president, and he did nothing when he was president. But what does he come up with? (laughs) He comes up with a goddamn blog. You know, he took a deep dive back to 2004, and he's bringing back the blog. Now, of course, all this is is a web, web page where he can spew lies Inflammatory statements, conspiracy theories. That's all it is. It's a page where he blogs every day about the shit's going on. But I'm I'm hard pressed to believe that he's writing these posts because they're too coherent. I mean they're crazy, but they're relatively coherent. So I'm sure he's saying, Tell him this, tell him this, and some other clown is writing the blog, which tells you something about Donald Trump. The other thing that (laughs) is indicative of Donald Trump is on at least three spots on this page, the first page I looked at, there are three buttons where you can contribute. Contribute to what, Don? You're not president anymore. Would you need help for rent with Mar-a-Lago? Do you need help with uh, the cost of monthly web hosting? Is that what you need money for? This is what amazes me about the people that follow Donald Trump. He comes up with some kind of crisis, like the Arizona thing or whatever, and and then he comes up with, uh, I'm going to run for re-election, which he's not going to do in 2024. But this is all reason to demand money from his people. He tried to screw his people by putting them on uh, continuing payments without telling them. We know about that. But he still tries to get money from these people. And this is what he does. He's a grifter. He's a scam artist. He's a con man. And for whatever reason, these people still buy it. He burns them in every possible way, and they still buy it. That is truly an illustration of a cult. He can be as abusive and as criminal as he wants, and they still support him like he's the second coming of Jesus. That's sad. It's sad that there's even five people like that that would react that way, but we've got like 20%, 30% of the country willing to do that. That's a sad commentary on America, I'll tell you that. If we've got that many people that can be fooled and will, fi- will back somebody who's a liar, a racist, a cheat, a criminal, a con man, that's troubling to think that there's that many people that will fall for that bullshit. Now, I wanted to mention something, and you can dispute this if you like, because I can't prove it. But you know how I talk, and and maybe this will make sense. When Donald Trump was elected in 2016, I was none too happy because, well, I had no idea the kind of damage he would inflict on this country, but I knew he was a fucking idiot and a criminal. And I said to somebody on social media, probably Facebook, I said the one good thing about Donald Trump being elected president is that he will probably destroy the Republican Party, and there's a chance he could destroy the whole system. Well, I had, you know, I was being sarcastic, I was being a smartass, but I had no idea how prophetic that might be. As we see now, he clearly has destroyed the Republican Party. It doesn't look anything like what we once knew. Somewhat credible, has some integrity, legitimacy. But that's all gone now with all of the things that Donald Trump did. So um, he did destroy the Republican Party. But here's the thing. If he destroys the Republican Party, then we have only one legitimate party, being the Democrats, at least as legitimate as they can be, which in turn destroys the system just as I said. I had no idea about any of these things or if what I said was even credible. I just said it because I was angry about it, and I thought, you know, if anybody can fuck this up, it's Donald Trump. And sure enough, he did, but in a far bigger way than I ever imagined, a far bigger way than anybody ever imagined. But here's the problem. If the Republicans take a shit and they're done, we got the Democratic Party. And sure, they look good now because they're against the Republican Party and against Donald Trump. But anytime you have a democracy with one strong party, that's no longer a democracy. Because don't fool yourself. If the Democrats have all the power, that's going to be a problem. Let's be honest. Prior to Donald Trump, this whole idea of giving rich people money and taking it from us, that's the Republicans, certainly. But the Democrats are just as guilty. They are greedy, and they will do what they have to do to fill their pockets, if given the chance. Now, if they're smart, they see how all of this exposed now, and they can't do it and get away with it. And maybe they're just going to do the right thing. Let's hope that's true. But even still, with one, one strong party that's... Troublesome for the democracy. So I guess he did destroy the Republican Party. And he could very well destroy destroy the system. Now, when I said that, I said, and that may be a good thing. Because the system is fucked up. We need to knock it down, start from square one, and rebuild it the way it should be. Now, the only problem with that is, if we do that, it's going to be a tough time between now and the time we get it built up again, there's going to be a struggle uh, governmentally during that process. So I hope we can kind of maintain the system and try to fix the Republican Party. But it's important the Republican Party does get fixed in order to maintain the democracy we uh, we live with, we love, and we appreciate. Just something to think about. Now I got a couple quick short takes for you just a couple stupid things i've heard or funny things i heard and we'll wrap things up now you know what's going on down in arizona we've got uh, this group called cyber ninja what a professional group in there counting votes now somebody will say no that's an audit uh, yeah but you got to count the votes to do the audit so shut up but these clowns are using ultraviolet lights to find folds or watermarks that aren't there. And then I just heard something recently (laughs) that I think is hilarious. Now, of course, Joe Biden's tied to China, even though Donald Trump has money in China and got money from China. But Joe Biden's tied to China. So you know what they're doing? They're taking these ballots. (laughs) And they got a special camera. I don't know where they got it. Maybe Walmart. And this camera will detect if there is bamboo in the paper. Bamboo, you say? Why is that important? Well, of course, because the shit came from China. Came over in a plane with 40 million ballots. And they must have bamboo because they came from China. (laughs) This is the fucking ridiculousness that we have to listen to and deal with as they're recounting the Arizona ballots just in Maricopa County. Ballots that have already been counted three times. And I keep hearing these idiots saying, oh, yeah, we're going to find all kinds of fraud and we're going to flip the election. No, you're not. Nothing is going to get flipped, even if somehow you phonied it up to look like the whole Maricopa County voted for Donald Trump. Even then, it doesn't matter, because in the contract with uh, the uh, Cyber Ninjas, it specifically says this is unofficial. This changes nothing, regardless of what you found. So you can talk all the shit you want. You can think you're going to flip this election, but you ain't, because it's not going to happen. It's already been certified, it's already over, and Joe Biden is in office. And you're just going to have to fucking deal with it. Last thing, I think this is hilarious, and it's a quote long overdue from somebody in government. There's a representative, a Democratic representative named Ruben Gallegos in the House. Now, given that he's in the House, he has to deal with... Marjorie Taylor Greene, that fucking goofball. And she was ranting and raving about whatever. I'm going to debate AOC and and insurrection is not what happened. It was peaceful and all that bullshit. So Ruben Gallegos just got tired of this stuff. He got tired of her ranting. And he says to her, shut your seditious QAnon loving mouth. I'm going to say it again because I love this. Shut your seditious, QAnon-loving mouth. How many people in that house wanted to say that to this this woman? How many people in this country want to say it? We need to put her in her place. She's been stripped of all her committee um, appointments. But she still has power because this clown is collecting as much or more money than anybody else from donations. They don't give a shit about what her policies are. It's all about the money, and that's the way it is with the Republicans. Last thing, I just thought of this. Mitch McConnell, when Obama came in office, he said, our number one job is to make sure that Barack Obama doesn't get a second term. That's what he said. And now with Joe Biden, he says, our first job is to make sure nothing that Joe Biden wants passed get passed. And I have a problem with that. So you're telling me your first job is to obstruct Congress, to obstruct the Senate. That's your first job, to fight against the opposing party. That's your first job. I'm sorry, Mitch, that's not your fucking first job. Your first job is to serve the American people, to provide them with the answers and the help and the legislation that's going to be working for the general public. If you are a Republican and you back uh, McConnell and that being his first job, you don't understand what's going on. And you're working against yourself. That means nothing gets done. If uh, If Mitch McConnell had his way, we wouldn't have had the COVID relief plan. We wouldn't have the restaurant revitalization plan. We wouldn't have $1,400 in the pockets of the American people who needed it the most. We wouldn't have the tax cuts for the middle class. $75,000 and under will not pay federal taxes. Between $75,000 and $100,000, they'll pay 1.8%. That wouldn't have happened, Mitch, if you had your way. Now, how do you Republicans who are struggling and need money? Because we know you do, because the Republican states are the ones that get the most welfare. We know you're struggling. This is what your guy is representing you as. Now, we want nothing for the people who need it. We just want to shut these people down. I'm sorry, that's not a good answer. That's not an American answer. You need to get rid of Mitch McConnell, because he's working against you. And he's going to hurt this country more than he already has. All right. I'm starting to get dizzy. I'm talking so damn much. But I thank you for uh, spending some time with me again on the Rational Boomer podcast. Make sure you subscribe. Tell your friends. Review it if that's an option. I don't even know. And uh, if you have questions... I just want to say this quickly. If you have questions, you go to the Anchor app. You can push a button and do a voicemail message. And if you do that, I'll put it in the program. Unless you don't want that, just tell me that, and I'll just take your words and put it in. If you'd like to send questions or comments directly to me, you can do that at rationalboomer at gmail.com. Rationalboomer at gmail.com. I'd really like to hear from you. Take your questions, take your comments, and incorporate them into the program. So, I got to go. I got to do something to get my head straight again. So, you have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Rational Boomer Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. We'll see you next time.